When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turning to entertainment news. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and what have you learned? 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 Erica Badu charged fans a dollar for an online concert on Monday night, but not because she's greedy. The money is for her band and other support staff. She says, quote, I have a house full of masked engineers, musicians, techs who are all out of work. So mm. that's why she charged a dollar, mm. not for herself. Wow. Mm. How many people were watching? It would be a lot of people. I don't to know. To pay them all. Hopefully huh. 20000 so she yeah. could give them their stimulus checks. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> <Yeah>. seriously. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Disney is reportedly not pleased with Evangeline Lilly and her comments about not quarantining. She was very um, vocal on social media for a while about how I just dropped my kids off at gymnastics class. They washed their hands before they went. And then she put like hashtag business as usual. And oh, she did no. more than one of those. Uh, she's Oopsie. a star of loss. And also she plays Wasp and Ant-Man. So a source says that they are rewriting the next Ant-Man movie to severely minimize her role as the Wasp. Oh. Ooh, oh, wow. Oh. This is kind of surprising. You don't really know these people and what they're like, and then you're like, oh, that's your personality? Yeah, that's, that's what, what you really like? From you? That's interesting there. Uh, here's yeah, you almost don't wish they wouldn't have social media. I know. Keep the they, mystery. They've lost their minds. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart's wife, Aniko Hart, has announced that she's pregnant with baby number two. Oh, he, nice. Uh, yeah, so she made the announcement of her pregnancy on Instagram with a simple post that read, Baby number two, um, they already have a two-year-old son named Kenzo. Kevin has two kids with his first wife, Tori. Uh, Kevin himself hasn't made any announcement on his social media pages, but he did jump for joy in Aniko's comment section. Uh, I think we know why he is not putting out his own posts. Uh, yeah, yes. He cheated, right? Yeah, he Yeah, she, she should announce that it's the mailman's baby. Yeah. Just a little, <laughs> oh little payback there. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, that's uh, the latest Dirt. You can find more on our app and MyTalk 107.com. 71.com. That is brand new information. My talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. Hi, I'm Larry Hagman, better known as J.R. Ewing. Hi, I'm Linda Gray, also known as Sue Ellen Ewing. And you're listening to the world's biggest Dallas fans, Jason and Alexis, on My Talk 101.1. 107 point oh perfect. No, that's perfect. Leave it like that. That's perfect. That's funny. We'll, we'll leave it out. That's perfect. 107.1. That's perfect. 107.1. What a pleasure.
great Larry Hagman and Linda Gray tripping their way. <laughs> tripping their way <laughs> through our call letters. Hey, Victoria uh, Principal's following you now. Yeah, seriously. Oh, that was such a fun day. Larry, oh. Larry Hagman yelling at Alexis that her handwriting was like a serial killer's. <laughs> <laughs> you better learn to write that, darling. You better oh, learn I'm how so to write. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Well, you had to write that so oh, fast. We had like four seconds. You're four right. seconds. They're like, oh, by the way, the stars of Dallas will do, we call them liners for you. And Alexis is like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're like, who has a pen? Nobody had a pen. So she scratches it on, I don't know, some piece of paper we had. <laughs> And Larry's trying to read that, and it just didn't go well. I mean, Larry was 84 at the time, and he's like, what the hell's my talk? What is this? Huh? 101.1? 104.1 what is this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun day. They were really wonderful to meet. They really lived up to uh, what we thought they would be, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, their stature. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour, 8.06. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jason, Lex, uh, Don, and Kenny. Uh, I played that because it's a fun. We're trying to keep our mind off things. And uh, this week, there are two fun pop culture anniversaries that I thought we could have fun uh, discussing. The first was, and I always connect this with Alexis, because Alexis was born um, on the reveal of the Who Shot JR mystery. Uh, which is still one of the highest rated pieces of television ever on the night where the world discovered who shot Jr. Alexis was born, um, which is so funny, Lex, which is just yeah. were you born in the morning or night? Do you know? Uh, 3 p.m. OK, so your family could She's still get home and watch show. Dallas. You were, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could still get home and, and yep. uh, yeah. Um, no, but this week actually was Saturday, uh, 20 Years ago, 20 years ago, the cliffhanger aired. The Who Shot JR episode aired um, at the... 40 con- years ago. 40 years ago. I'm, I'm sorry, 30. 40 years ago, it aired on CBS at the conclusion of Dallas's third season. It was called A House Divided. And it ended up literally creating the TV cliffhanger. Before 1980, shows just... Well ended. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just ended for the season uh-huh. in May. It was like April or May. A show would just stop. It's <laughs> then, hard to picture TV shows without cliffhangers. That that's like the norm now. Oh, even sitcoms they yeah. leave cliffhangers, but there that wasn't the case before Dallas. And uh, and what had happened was CBS was making so much money. Dallas was kind of picking up steam in its second season. Still wasn't. A phenomenon, but it was getting popular. And they were making so much money that uh, they went to the producers and said, look, um, we know you're done. We know you're done with the 20 20 episodes, but we want to order four more. Now, a little piece of fun, and Dawn knows this, being a a screenwriter, when a show starts a season, everybody, in the summer, they lay down what they call a Bible. And, and, and whether it's a sitcom, whether it's Grey's Anatomy or, or Law and Order or whatever, they lay down a Bible for the show for the year. Or, you know, This Is Us is probably a good example. They lay down, okay, okay, we're going to have this character. We want her to do this and then have a baby. And then that baby is a demon. And then we want the demon to eat the parents. <laughs> and then they turn into ghosts. You know what I mean? So yeah, they lay they out the whole arc of the character. Yes, story. they lay out the whole season. Well, Dallas had done that. 
And CBS comes to them in like January and says, we need four more episodes stat. We'll pay you, but we want four more. And they're like, well, we're done. I mean, we wrapped up the show. We wrapped up the season. And some, it was a, a female writer, a woman writer, a can, a Camille Marquetta, I believe her name is. She looked at the writers with a cigarette in her hand. She goes, well, we could just shoot the SOB. And everyone started laughing. And they said, well, actually, no, let's do that. Let's let's shoot him. Let's shoot JR. So over the course of the next four episodes, they ramped up his evilness uh, against a series of characters. So it was okay to shoot him. He re- they wanted the audience to really hate, hate him. Hate <laughs> him, even more than they already did. Like, yeah. JR was already evil, right. but they wanted to have multiple suspects. So for the course of for the next four episodes, they really had him go after Sue Ellen, Cliff Barnes, his even his brother Bobby. They moved out of South... Anyway, so then... Uh, in March of 1980, JR was alone in his office building uh, in his in Ewing Oil and heard a rumble in the outer office, stepped out, and f- three slugs went into him. And then the mm-hmm. episode was over. And during that whole summer, it just kind of percolated because there was also a writer's strike. So everyone found out they weren't going to get new TV shows until maybe November, December. So the mystery just kept percolating. And remember, this is also a time of three channels. You had NBC, ABC, everybody. The world was watching this. The world was. It was on Time magazine. It was featured in Life magazine. And it was worldwide. Here's a clip of Larry Hagman talking about the reaction that summer, including the Queen, the reaction to the Who Shot JR phenomenon of the summer of 1980. We did a thing at the Palladium. And the Queen Mother, it was her 80th birthday, and she came up, or I came backstage to meet her. And she says, I don't suppose you tell me who shot J.R. <laughs> I said, no, ma'am, not even for you. <laughs> and we had three episodes before it was revealed who shot. So we had that whole thing building and building and building. And people said, are they going to show it this week or this next week? And finally, when we did show that, I mean, it was like the shot heard around the world. People, I mean, airline people, the pilot would say, we know who shot J.R., and people were going to restaurants and leaving before the show because they wanted to see that specific show. It was heady days, very heady days. I think it was the highest rating, the second highest, the, the first highest in the United States was MASH, the end of MASH. Oh, yeah. The second was Dallas. And then, but Dallas uh, worldwide was just tremendous. It was like 380 million people watched it that they know of, but you know, probably a lot more. It was huge, huge around the world. And I don't know why, I can't get it. I don't know why they like that show. Uh, There's JR. Yeah, you, you. Well, and you know, and he was in contract negotiations. So the, you know, Jesus was with him because his his contract was up. His contract was up. And so Larry sat out, like he made them, he waited and he kept pushing for more money and more money because CBS kept telling oh. kept telling Larry, oh, yeah. we're going to do this without you. What's the story? You have something about a helicopter? <laughs> Tell that story. Oh, yes. So Larry, Larry, as Alexis found out, we found out, Larry's eccentric. I mean, you know, for most of his life, he didn't talk on Sundays. I mean, he just wouldn't talk what? to anybody. Oh, no, he didn't talk on oh, Sundays. I love that. Oh, no, my gosh. he wouldn't talk to anybody on Sundays. That's perfect. For most of his life. Alone. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start doing that Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. 
Again, he, yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't talk on Sunday. So, so no. So what Kenny's alluding to is CBS. They were such, they were being very prickish with Larry and they said, we'll just, we're going to put Robert Culp in the role. We're, <laughs> we're going to recast Jr. Right. He shot or we'll just kill him off. And Larry, Larry knew you morons. Yeah. You, I'm the biggest thing in the world. Like, Seriously, and yeah. it's hard for any of it's hard in this niche world we're living in to comprehend this. But Larry was right. It was the biggest thing on the planet Earth. Yeah, and that's not hyperbole no, at all. It, at it, all. it no. was it was and Larry knew it. They he knew they couldn't kill him off. He knew they couldn't recast him. So he just kept asking for more and more and more and more money. And he called his friend Carol O'Connor who was also a star on CBS at the time mm-hmm. on All in the Family. And Carol said, don't you dare give in. You don't you show up. <laughs> don't you make them shoot around you. You you wait until the very last minute. So Larry being respectful. <laughs> what an awesome friend. Yeah. And, and Larry being respectful, respectful of his cast. He called Patrick and Victoria and Linda. And he said, do I have your support? Because I don't want to mess you guys up. I don't want to be disrespectful by not showing up. And all of them said, you go, boy, you go, you, 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 you deserve this. You're never going to have a chance like this. So Larry wouldn't show up. So they had to keep shooting around Larry and he had a helicopter standing by. He had a helicopter standing by. So they kept, they started shooting the new season of Dallas, but Larry wasn't showing up to the set, but he had this helicopter on standby. And during, it was a month that he was kind of on strike. Larry always wore and would only wear a white hat because good guys wear white hats. He always wore a white Stetson no matter where he went out. And he said no one really connected the dots. He said, but I did that on purpose. So finally, they had shot every scene they could without Larry. (laughs) So... The very last day, the head of CVS called Larry Hagman. Larry was having Chinese food in Malibu, and he called Larry Hagman. He goes, you son of a mm, we're going to give you the money. Larry hung up the phone, asked because people didn't have cell phones. He asked the owner of the Chinese restaurant if he could use the phone, called the helicopter pilot. Larry drove to the uh, uh, helicopter pad in Malibu, got in the helicopter. <laughs> And flew to the set because oh they were filming. Gosh. They were filming at MGM and flew to the set. So awesome! And landed. I'm ready. And the cast clapped and like he landed and got out with his white hat. And the crew oh, and cast great. clapped and welcomed. Yeah. And and he got his money. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. He got everything he wanted. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, and uh, and like you heard Larry say, the day Alexis was born, so the the cliffhanger aired in, <laughs> in March. They were gone until November. Oh wow! And then in uh, November of 1980, it was revealed that uh, spoiler alert for a 40 year old show <laughs> uh, that Jr.'s Jr.'s sister in law, Kristen Shepard, shot him. Um, 
Bing Crosby's daughter. There's another uh, fun it's fact. It's the most brilliant piece of marketing I ever, have ever witnessed. Ever. ever. We'll never see anything like that again. No, we'll no. never see a worldwide phenomenon. But yeah, it was... Las Vegas had odds. I mean, they had betting on who oh, shot wow. JR. And, cool. and they kept it a secret by taping everybody in the cast shooting him. They had everybody shooting a scene, even Miss Ellie, um, taking that shot. And the only and the per- cast didn't even know. Right? No, the only person that knew Lex was our buddy Linda Gray, because yeah. Linda Gray uh, was sworn to secrecy. She had to go into a voice booth because it was a voiceover that revealed it. So Linda said she had. There were armed guards in the studio that day, and it was just her and the executive producer. CBS didn't even know, and she had to go into an audio booth and record the line. It was you, Kristen, who shot Jr. And she walked off, and that tape was immediately given to the executive producer, and he wouldn't give it to anybody, not even the network executives. Jeez, I've never done anything that requires... Well, I've been escorted out of the building with armed guards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, there we go. Uh, 817, uh, we're going to come back with the Dirt Alert and Elizabeth Reese next. Well, things aren't necessarily normal right now. It's Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. But don't dismay. You might be feeling a little bit of depression. Maybe you feel a little down in the dumps and you're eating and you just can't stop. I understand. I am a stress eater. And Livia Weight Control Centers helped me with that. And this week, what they're starting now is proven weight loss programs over the phone and through virtual visits. There's all kinds of ways they can help you. You're still going to receive all the tools you need for success, including private one-on-one support. They have customized coaching, continuing education, led by their team of experts, of registered dietitians and nutritionists. So you're not missing anything. So call right now, 855-GO-LIVIA. Go to livia.com for special intro pricing if you mention the My Talk podcast, those are the key words. At Livia, it's all about you, what's right for you, what works for you, and what fits your lifestyle. And I know everyone's lifestyle is probably a little different right there. And I know that everyone's lifestyle is a little different right now. So Livia is here to help. It's Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. More distractions here in uh, the form of the beautiful Elizabeth Reese and her sourdough bread with oh, the dirt alert. Hello, gosh. Elizabeth. It is oh. wildly exciting. It's day five today. Oh, Can't girl. wait to feed the starter. And turns out I am not the only one making sourdough during the coronavirus. There is some sort of mental thing that we all have with regards to baking and particularly baking bread. The Wall Street Journal, I read this whole story last night on the influx of people making sourdough, that this is a huge thing. And I actually ordered my little starter packet Mm -hmm. like three weeks ago. I didn't know. I mean, I wasn't prepping for the coronavirus. I was just ordering a sourdough starter. Yeah, because as you do, I mean, as as you do, as one does. (laughs) Now people have the time. And I do think there's something about like making you feel a little bit more in control of things. If you're it's homey. Yeah. Yeah. Why make something and bake something? I finally bought an air fryer yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Steve's obsessed with his, Jason. Talk to him about it. Yeah. Well, no. You know who convinced me is the woman I'm looking at right now. And that is McLean Comedon. I bought the instant pot version. Yes. Um, I so don't is know. Is it an instant pot too or it's just an instant the pot? The Ninja Foodie? 
No, no, it just Instant Pot now has just an air fryer. Oh, oh that's yeah. their brand. Okay. So they don't do a dual. They do do a dual. I just didn't buy that one because um, oh, okay. Instant yeah. Pot scares me. But um, but <laughs> no, we use oh. the air fryer way more than the Instant Pot. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited because I have broccoli tater tots that I'll be making oh, this that evening. Exciting. So good. So I'm gonna be making. I don't know what I'm doing. I hope I don't explode it, but um, <laughs> but we'll see. So yeah. See, it is the time to experiment a little bit in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Prince Charles testing positive oh. for coronavirus. This is a big Gosh. deal and a big story today. He is, of course, the heir to the British throne. He is self isolating with mild cis- symptoms. Now he is 71 years old. Old, and age is an important factor here. Uh, the wife of uh, Prince Charles, uh, who is Camilla, who is 72, has tested negative for COVID-19. So they are self-isolated uh, at their home, Burnham, on the Balmoral Estate in Scotland. But Ooh. despite the mild symptoms, he otherwise remains in good health and has been working from home throughout the last few days as usual. Um, and they just have no idea where he could have gotten it because he was involved in so many public engagements and public appearances in recent weeks that there's no way to know. He was tested on Monday, got the results Tuesday. Now, there's a lot of questions about the Queen, who is 93. She remains at her home in Windsor Castle outside of London with her husband, Philip, and they've been at the castle since March 19th. And Buckingham Palace says Her Majesty the Queen remains in good health. And the Queen last saw the Prince of Wales briefly um, on the morning of March 12th. And she is also following all the appropriate advice, excuse me, with regard to her welfare. Well, all of these dignitaries, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Senator Rand Paul uh, tested positive. I mean, all of these politicians come into contact with so many people and Prince Charles among them. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I know. And these, they, they shake so many hands. They shake they have to think yeah. about what they were doing 3 weeks ago, mm-hmm. you I know? know. And yeah. that's where it gets impossible. That's where the spread, you know, when you see all of these, you know, kind of the curves and all of those things where you go, "Oh, this makes so much sense because um it's it's asymptomatic people who are also spreading it." Yeah. And that's something that at the beginning we didn't think was the case. We thought you had to have the fever and all of that jazz. But that makes it scarier when you can spread it when you don't even have any symptoms. So you don't know that you're sick. Well, I'm following Colton yep. Underwood. Elizabeth, are you following yes, him? Yes. He said he's finally feeling better today. I know. And you know what was interesting when wow. I read this about Prince Charles saying that he just has had mild symptoms. I was just watching an interview um, with a guy on CBS this morning who they've been following who contracted COVID-19. And he felt pretty good and then just suddenly felt really, really bad. So it wasn't like a oh, gradual, God, okay, Monday I felt fine. Tuesday I just had a fever. It was like fine, 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 fine. A few hours later, boom. Which kind of reminds you of the flu, right? I mean, when you get right. the flu, it's like you're fine. And then, uh, you know, and you're an hour later, not. your head's on the table. Yeah, yeah. it just uh, hits you. Yeah. Are you, I, I, I'm, and, if, yeah. and the symptoms are so different, too. That's the other thing that's kind of, that's crazy. There's all sorts of interesting symptoms coming out. The, um, you know, the loss of the sense of smell and sense of taste, which to me would be very troubling. Yeah. Yeah. Can't taste that sourdough, girl. I mean, no kidding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like my biggest fear is losing my sense of taste. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of other, um, other senses that I would lose. Are you anxious about it, Elizabeth? Do you like every day when you're feeling okay? Do you think to yourself, okay, okay, I'm I'm okay, I'm good. I feel, um, I don't feel oddly anxious about getting it because I just feel so out of control of that. I mean, I just feel like I'm doing all the things that they're saying that if I worry about that, I, I am just so 
deeply worried about people's businesses and their livelihoods. And yeah. I think, you know, you guys know this. In this job in particular, you have a lot of relationships with people who have small businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some of you have small businesses. Yeah. And it's just so heartbreaking to me to think that people who I know and love who have really been so responsible and just such great stewards of, um, you know, of part of our community. Mm-hmm. Those businesses are a huge part of our heart. Yeah. And to think that they might not be able to reopen or that, that they're going day by day is really difficult. I'm yeah. hoping that the president with his Make America Great Again realizes that small businesses make America great. I so mean, we need to continue to help. There's them. a lot of, yeah, yeah I mean, PSA. and the employment numbers with small businesses are really huge and they're the ones that are the hardest hit by having mm-hmm. to close their doors for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and you know, it looks like it's going to be longer than that. So anyway, I'm, I, that's kind of how I'm feeling. I did want to mention too, Meghan Markle, um, feels like a whole new person after moving to Canada with Harry oh, I bet. and Archie. That she's just feeling the weight of the world lifted off of her. Yeah, absolutely. Good. There you go. All right, it's nice to chat with you guys. You're a bright spot to me. Thank you. Uh, Thank we feel you. the same way about you. When we come back, everybody, the Super Nanny will be joining us live. Stay with us. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Coming up on 833. Thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, a lot of you are parents, and right now, you know, being a parent is difficult on a random Tuesday. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. But being a parent is really difficult when you are dealing with what we are dealing with right now. So we have called in. Re- reinforcements, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she is the super nanny. Uh, Joe Frost joins us on the phone right now. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. How good morning. are you doing today? Well, good. I'll start with this. How are you and your family doing? We're safe. Yeah, we're safe. Thank you so much for asking. We're safe, and um, I'm busy right now doing what I've always loved doing, and that's being able to dispense some advice to keep families in a space of, of calm as they push through, as they push through, you know? Yeah, and as we talk about this, all of this advice that we're going to be talking with Joe on, you can find on her social media handles. No, let me just ask a basic, what is the best piece of advice that you can offer up for parents that are dealing with anxiety, you know, and, and, and sadness and fear in their children? I, well, first and foremost, they need to know that this is very, very normal that they're actually feeling this way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important um, that as we start to recognise the signs and the symptoms, right, the tightness in the chest, the breathing, um, that it's important for us to be able to be kind to ourselves right now and let go, let go of some of the stuff that we can't control. Because that will make us sick. That will make us sick. It will make us ill. And so you've heard it many times. Putting on that oxygen mask first is going to be crucial right now. Because as parents, we're protecting our kids, keeping them safe. And so it's important that we start to recognize when we need a breather, when we need 
to take some time out for ourselves as well. And people say, how do I do that, Joan? How do I do that right now when I've got the pressures of, of schooling and I can't, I can't even work out an equation for my kids, mm-hmm. you know? I've got four at home. I feel like I'm going, my head's spinning in some tornado. And this is about grounding. This is about showing up in the morning and having a routine, but recognizing that we're tweaking that routine now. So mm-hmm. I do want to say to a lot of families out there that went absolutely panicked when school shut down, rightly so, so they should. We should be flattening the curb. We should be staying at home. First and foremost, I said it a couple of days ago and I'll say it again. We always say to our kids, listen, listen to mommy and daddy, listen, do as you're told. Why? Why? Here's why. And I want us to lead by example now for our kids. We need to do as we're told right now. We need to listen. We need to stay at home. We need to do that because we're protecting ourselves, our families, and we're protecting everybody else as well. This is a a fast track 101 lesson here on the importance of together, right? Because we ain't doing this alone, right? We've all got to help each other now. So lead by example in showing our kids. Make sure you've got your facts from your fiction right now because let me tell you, Mm -hmm. that's enough to drive any parent stir crazy, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Mm -hmm. We've got to limit our time as well as parents on the amount of scrolling we're doing to find out this information because um, we'll give ourselves that fear, you know, Um, and lead us into that place of hysteria. So it's important to recognize what are the things that we're going to do to ground ourselves, right, as parents, first and foremost. And the importance I would say of doing that is making sure that when we're feeling those signs and symptoms, we can sit down, put our feet on the ground firmly and to breathe, right? To breathe in two, three and out, to keep ourselves grounded, to recognize that emotionally we are feeling this way. But it's not who we are, right? It's not who we are. We're feeling this way, but you know what? We are capable of being able to do so much more. All those parents that freaked out about homeschooling and education, you know, for all those parents who already are sharing their wisdom because they homeschool already, Mm. you know, middle school kids, two to three hours, the most. You know, high school kids, three to four hours of study. And elementary age, couple of hours you know everybody woke up and thought that their kids would have to be up and adam and ready doing six hours of study homeschooling doesn't really work like that no you know joe frost is our work the same joe frost is our guest you can follow joe on twitter joe underscore frost super nannies on lifetime lex yeah joe you mentioned this about having a routine having a schedule keeping structure for your kids it's Yeah, like you'll hear me say it to the families on the show, but, you know, in general, we do want a routine. I know it's going to be tweaked right now. And you know what? I think it's important that if if your kids are still sleeping, let them sleep. But get them up in the morning, right? Let's give ourselves a sense of purpose to the Mm -hmm. day. Okay, we want to stick to the cornerstones of that routine, the meal times, the play the nap times, the moments where we have quiet times as well. I say to families a lot, they say to me, well, how do I catch a break? 
you know, like I'm feeling wrapped up in all of this. How do I catch a break? Quiet time. Time out time. That's how we catch a break. We all have to be able to have a moment where it's our quiet time. We set the younger kids up with things to do if they're not already sleeping and taking an afternoon nap. The older kids, right, having their moment. We can begin the recess of quiet time with a family meditation. Come together, hold hands, breathe. Let's talk about the blessings of the day so far because trust me, there are a lot of silver linings Mm -hmm. in this situation right now, you know? And then let's separate. Let's separate and let's have some grounded, quiet time so that parents can compose themselves get themselves together, be in a place to just calm, breathe, take a moment, switch them, switch their brain to something else from homeschooling, you know, something that's going to make them laugh, something that will make their heart, you know, jump, right, and feel cool, right? We've got to have humor, got to have a sense of humor in uh, you've got to have a sense of humor when, you know, it's, it's one, how the body copes, right? But two, we've got to have a lot of laughter. We've got to have, you know, a lot of what yes. keeps us, you know, feeling happy because... We have to have a, pockets of normality. We have yep. to have pockets of oh, normality, without a doubt. Here, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. Throughout the, throughout the whole day. And think about, like... Think about what that does, right? It releases serotonin, right? Dopamine, Mm -hmm. oxytocin, all that sort of biochemistry, right? That makes us feel good, makes us laugh a lot, you know? I recently watched, um, I posted it on my Twitter, uh, Joe underscore Frost, for any family that want to send me questions. You know, I'm on it now, answering families, giving them, you know, the answers to some of the questions they're, like, concerned about, with, you know, challenged during the day at home with their with their kids but um i mentioned it on my twitter because i could not get through it three times without laughing hysterically yeah it was the i don't know if you saw the nini the video of the israeli woman and she was in her car have you seen that yet yes it's um, a, you it, have to look it up an israeli woman in her car complaining about a child music teacher sending her a score and she's like oh let me whip out my clarinet you know, I don't even know what to do here. <laughs> I laughed hysterically. We need laughed the... hysterically. She was so funny. Well, Joe, we are gonna. I've already started following you. We all will. Thank you for your time today. It's Joe underscore Frost. Super Nanny's on Lifetime too. Fridays at eight seven Central. Joe, thank you so much. Stay safe. Thank you so much. And if any of those parents go to Joe underscore Frost. I'm there to answer your questions and to help you. Thank you, Thank you so Joe. Much. Joe Frost, Joe. everyone. Bye. 8.42 is the time. Okay, I'm just going to acknowledge what... Uh, I... what um, <laughs> she is the new Marlo Thomas, and she is the yeah. new Suzanne Summers. And great. what and what I mean by that is I love... she. Dawn, I didn't that, even get my question out. Oh no, my god, I'm so glad you brought passionate. that. No, I'm glad you brought uh, that up. I love her so much. This is not making fun of her. Uh, Suzanne Summers, <laughs> Marlo Thomas, yeah. and now Super Nanny. Uh, when you have them on your broadcast, you get one question in. And they talk that, that for is, nine minutes, awesome. and that's it. Yeah, I'd rather have that than people that just go yes. I'm no, not kidding. During better. her interview. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. I did. I didn't even worry about having to guide it. I literally peed. I came back. B. Arthur and I got a cup of coffee together, six feet apart. I came back. She was still there. Yeah. 
Um, uh, but obviously, you know what? I love Another it. thing is that she was adamant about yes. this is this is a testament to her as a person that she really cares. She was she adamant does. about not wanting to come on and promote the show. She wanted to make that. sure that she was doing this out oh, of the kindness of her yep, heart and just cool. to reach out to people to let them know that she's there for them and not in any way to that's, promote the show. Isn't that nice? She so. actually taught me something about broadcasting. I'm going to do uh, from <laughs> to, to you guys what she did to Lex. If you start asking me a question... <laughs> I'm going to interrupt and just a- answer the question I wish you would have asked me. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what talking. happened. Because uh, well, what I was curious about, and maybe you guys know this, to keep routine and schedule for your kids. I Alexis, I need post- you really to have some structure. I just... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Lex. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, That's exactly what happened. Oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming to Have you seen the video from the woman from Vietnam? She she whips out a clarinet. God, I love her. But like Don said, she's my favorite new guest. Like Don said, there's two ways to do an interview. She, yep. we we prefer that over dead. Oh, for sure. Um, I would have Joe Frost on every day of our show. Yeah. She should just start a podcast. She should. At this point. And, and it's very nice one. that she didn't want to promote her show. I threw that in there because she's kind to be on and, and, and talk to us goobers. Yeah, but, oh, but yeah, Suzanne Summers, man, when you have her on. You say, hi, Suzanne. So um, I had uh, and hormones and vitamins and and 10 minutes later, the interview's over. And it's like you didn't even ask anything. It's like Brett Favre, the quarterback, when he does a press conference, he asked himself yes! the question. Yes! <laughs> uh, you can go to joefrost.com. She has a bunch of videos, yeah, she does. too, on there. We love you, Joe. Come back anytime. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. We're coming up on 850. Thanks for being here. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, Kenny, wrapping things up. And with that, we turn to Matt Belanger from 5 Eyewitness News with the latest headlines in the 8 o'clock hour. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, everyone. Yes, the very latest here. Stocks just uh, trending up here this morning. So I'll start with the good news. We're at the Dow's above 21,000 points. So I think investors are gaining some confidence now that the Washington lawmakers overnight in the wee hours of the morning, in fact, struck a deal on that huge stimulus package. Uh, we're talking nearly $2 trillion. That's a two with 12 zeros after it. It's a huge amount of money, and uh, they're calling it a wartime level of investment in the country. Big part of that, of course, direct payments to Americans. Uh, what we know about that, you're probably not going to get a check until about May, but everyone earning $75,000 a year or less should be receiving about $1,200, and uh, families will also be getting $500 per child. So you can start to calculate maybe what uh, your family will be receiving here. And, of course, that assistance from the government critical as everyone struggles to pay bills. Many people forced out of work. There's also money in there to boost unemployment benefits and also help companies to keep payroll going and um, help the airline industry, too, that we know that was hit hard. This afternoon, we're going to get another state-level update on how Minnesota's responding from Governor Tim Walz. Of course, the governor himself is quarantined at the the residence in St. Paul after coming into contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. We're going to get an idea today uh, if there's going to be more stricter rules uh, put in place across Minnesota about sheltering in place or not. we'll, We'll get clarity on that. And the governor hinted yesterday that the school closures... And the business and uh, you know restaurants and bar closures that are happening right now, they're due to expire Friday. 
And he said that extending that is a very real possibility at this point. So uh, keep it here with us. We'll keep you updated. Uh, I'm about to head into the studio uh, for my turn, and I'll have an update on the air on 5 Eyewitness News coming up at 11 this morning. We'll see you then. Thank you. Matt Belanger from 5 Eyewitness News, everyone. Coming up on 852. I I will say this is just me, as it always is. And when he's speaking, you're talking to your own opinion. Um, I I own one of these things, and I think we need to extend it a little bit more. I really do. I, I, you know what I mean. I, I hate to say that, but it's only it's not been that long, and it's you know, I don't know. I'm not speaking in complete sentences. I apologize, but what I'm trying to say is, I think we need to extend the isolation. I know it's short term. Short term, a sacrifice, but I think it's going to be a long term game. And and Minnesota, I mean, look, this is anecdotal. I mean, I guess there is actual evidence. We're doing a good job. Uh, cell phone data released. We are staying in place. place, right, Lex? Yep. Um. So that's good, but we're not going to see the results of that, the benefits of that, for two to three weeks. Yeah. So that's we. So true. You know. I so know. I have an opinion too. You old farts. You're not expendable in my world. No. I, I, Thank you. I, I want know. you old oh. coots around. I couldn't believe that. Keep I, you old coots around. I like you guys. Yeah, the four of us will not give, uh, we will not say the name, but there is a, uh, Kenny, what did you call him? Uh, well, he's a disc jock. He's a former disc jockey, shock jock uh, turned podcaster. Yeah, who basically said yesterday, how was it, Lex? He said that, uh, how did he put it? He said, well, it's basically the, the I'm paraphrasing, and and I don't like to do that in, in, with something so serious. But he basically said, "Well, the seniors are just going to have to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. I mean, take we one have for to the team take, for the economy. Yeah, go back to work, and go back to work, and start up the economy. And yeah, we're going to lose uh, senior citizens, and, and they're going to have to sacrifice. And I know a lot of people were outraged by that, but the first thing I thought is, "Ah, eh, you're just a shock jock doing shock jock work, you know." So uh, that's why his opinion doesn't matter to me. What yeah. scares me is that there's a lot of people that listen to him who think his opinion does matter, and they don't realize he's a showbiz guy doing showbiz. Yeah, and we don't need showbiz no, in, in, no. in that way we right now. No. We do not need because I got to tell you, my mom is a senior citizen now, and she is not expendable. My mom is not expendable. Um, Lex, your mom is not expendable. Oh my God, no. My mother-in-law, B. Arthur. None of them. No Where's senior citizen. Arthur? Sorry, I had to add some levity to that. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even register with me. Yeah, I had it's to, just so I, true. I, I, we're getting to the end of the show, and I had to add some levity. I mean, you know, I just thank you, Dawn, for, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody is, no, but all kidding aside. But this is a lieutenant governor saying this. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, him yeah. and a shock jock, Lex. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they're both saying that. That yep. is just. Gross. It's, and I would use a cuss word if I wouldn't be fired, but it's more than disgusting. Oh, come on. Do it. Be no. a shock jock, Jason. No, I'm just saying it's just so disgusting. And on the word of shock jocks, you know, I, when I first started in radio, I wanted to be noticed and I wanted to, um, you know, stand out as not just laugh at men in this industry as my job as a woman in radio. So right. I took chances in ways that probably when I look back, I don't even know if I'd want to hear an air check. Oh God! But no, I'm telling no, you right now, it is so much harder to get on the air and be real and be yourself and, and tell your true feelings and be vulnerable. Yeah. That's what's hard. It's not hard to do that stuff. No, I'm being, it's, it's low 
low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I'm being real when I say I love Donna Valentine and she's here. Uh, hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Donna. Hi. Oh, you, hi, love. Is your show uh, practicing better social distancing today, Donna? Yes. Thank you. Dawn is here. And well, she's going to be you. joining me. Yes, because Steve sure. is really distancing himself today. Yes, he is. He's not even here. Nope. <laughs> so, Donna, Dawn, and Lil Creep. Next. <laughs> right, Lex? Go out there. That's right. Yeah, you be you. We love you. Have a great day. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye.